Southern Vanguard Radio. This is DJ John Doe. And right in front of me in that tiny little bitty, itty bitty computer screen is my man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How? Cappuccino. Cappuccino means. What's happening, man? I'm back. I thought you would have had the. The Mickey Mouse ears on. You know what? Man. Well, I was trying to put them on. The 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 filters nah, were. You know, not you that, and I not have that, to... not that filter bullshit. You supposed to buy some real ones. Let's see. I, I don't think I have any. Uh, do I have any mementos in my wallet from uh from our uh, our? That shit was cool though. Oh man, it was fucking dope. I mean, I, I would have never gone there. Uh, full disclosure: if my entire family had not had COVID already, uh, mm. back in December, you know, don't. I'm not, I'm not saying folks are just like, you know, go to fucking Disney World and not care that we're in, still in the middle of this thing. But um, right. That certainly made me more comfortable. I'll tell you that much. Um, I hate you. But yeah, it was super dope. I mean, you, you know how it is, man, with, you know, with kids and, you know, as many kids as I got. Right. Especially having a, you know, the wild card there is the four year old, right? Yeah. Man, this dude was a champ, bro. That's what's up. A champ. I mean, he was on every coaster he could go on. That he like, he either met the uh, the requirement for, or the Disney employee or Universal employee looked the other way and said he could get yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Oh, he had a real good trip. Oh man, he was ripping and rolling. Man, it it was so cool. That's what's so, up. So, uh, you know, we we had a, we had a great time, man. Glad so, you had a good time. Glad you made it back safe, man. Yes, we did. So yeah, so yeah, it was good. So just trying to get you know, uh, you know, settled and reorganized, and you know, get back into the grind. So no doubt. Uh, I tell you what, there was an eighty-five, eighty, mid seventies down there all week, and you come uh, back. You to know, this- I told you we was we was on opposite ends of the spectrum. I was up in seven inches of snow. That's crazy. How was Memphis, yeah, man? Yeah. Uh they uh they thawing out right now. Oh, are they? Had, okay. Uh, yeah, I had a road to clean up. I think they got a little bit of a problem in the like neighborhoods and back streets or whatever, but yep. they'll they'll be thawed out by probably by the end of the day tomorrow. Okay. All right. Yeah, but that shit was crazy, man. Sounds good. Yeah, everybody's got I got to see everybody, man. Um Okay. Grandkid, grandkids are good. My daughter up there is good. Mom's good. My aunts, my godmother, my brother. I got to see everybody, so it was a oh, good that's trip. Dope. Yeah. What's up with Jay Rizzy? Jay He's chilling, man. He getting ready to uh, <laughs> switch cars up. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because his bands, his bands let him down in the snow. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. So he's gonna flip to an Audi now. <laughs> he want that all wheel drive. Does he really? I told you. I told you I was coming back. I had a, uh, I had seven inches of snow from Memphis through Mississippi, and then clear up till I got to Alabama. But I was doing sixty five miles per hour in the fucking snow. You wild, loving every minute of it. You wild. I didn't slide, <laughs> didn't stutter step, nothing. The Audi is a beast. That's dope. Hell yeah, we looking All for right. sponsorship Audi. If you if you listen right <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, right. <laughs> send a couple of send a couple of them uh them Q sevens and them A eights this way. We we yeah. show appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> Quattro man. Quattro. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, but it was all good, homie. Glad to be here, man. You know what? Uh, your your brother hit me uh on one of the one of the social media platforms because I 
it was 45 Friday. Not last week. I posted something for 45 Friday. I posted a little beaver joint. Mm-hmm. I think it was Joey. And, uh, you know, little beavers from Arkansas. So, like, when I posted it, I said. Oh, yeah. And he was like, he was like, motherfucker. He's like, you were this close and you didn't come see me. I was like, look, dude, I wasn't in that. Arkansas. Got that, re- got that record 40 years ago. <laughs> little beavers from Arkansas. I was just right. I was just paying tribute, you know? Exactly. Anyway, big up J-Rock. Yeah. J-Rizzy. Yeah, but it was all good, man. All right. Beautiful. All oh, right. Yeah. How was your week? This past week was okay other than, you know, Memphis yeah, it was and snow. Cool. Yeah. Um, Office, office, office politics. I had to, uh, I had to put uh, the whole company in check Friday. Well, you do that on the regular, though. Well, it was a little different this time. It was, <laughs> it was, uh, it was very black of me. Oh um, yeah, oh, oh well, yeah. Please exp- uh, expound we, on I that. I can't really. I don't want to get into that right now. We I, can't but, really. But, yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna talk to you about it because it's. Oh, we, oh, we got real. Okay, all right. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing what I can to get up out of there and all kinds of <laughs> shit. So it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. But whenever right. I can let my nuts hang, I let them hang, I know swing, do. and bang recklessly. <laughs> I do. Indeed, I do. Uh, oh yeah, man. man, I'm so glad it's Sunday night. Yeah, Sunday night. All right, speaking of, uh, let's get into this shit. This is Southern yeah, Vanguard Radio. Uh, if you're uh, if you're a faithful longtime listener, thank you. Uh, this is the first time you're listening. Maybe you're a gentle, you're a fan of the gentleman that we're talking to uh, tonight for our Thursday interview session. Then welcome. We drop twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesday is a, I guess you could call a traditional mix show. Well, not really traditional mix. What would you call it? Uh, uh, it's the best mix uh, available uh, worldwide. It's yeah, like it's if, the it's the greatest mix. It's like if if you if you were if you were lucky enough to 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 experience college radio, like in its in its uh and uh in its heyday, I guess. Or if you were if if you're familiar with like uh like. Like what Stretch and Bob brought to the brought to the table, maybe from a four yeah, man college stand. radio. Stretch yeah. and Bob on steroids. Yeah, man. If, yeah, exactly. So that's what you get on Tuesdays. All new hip hop. Um, usually we have a, a a brief interview, uh, you know, with someone, and then on Thursday we have uh, a long form uh, interview session. We call them interview sessions with you know just you know someone within the sphere of you know this culture that we love and uh hold so near and dear to our hearts so it could be an MC no or a producer or DJ or A&R somebody or a photographer or just you know somebody that's you know that uh, that we fuck with um you know with this hip hop shit so make sure you tune in twice a week on uh basically any platform uh that basically you know is out there today that you're probably listening to podcasts on Apple podcast uh Spotify podcast Google podcast we're on SoundCloud uh, a lot of folks listen on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube, follow us there. Uh, also, you can check us on Stitcher Radio, and uh, you can check us on Mixcloud as well. And Mix, we have some affiliates to help us spread the word on other parts yes. of the country and the world. Yes, ATLHipHop.com. I am ClassicRawRadio.net, Return of the Boom Bap, WRBB, X-Squad Radio, X-Squad Affiliates, all those in Atlanta. And then we venture out to the West Coast, Soul Public Radio, Cali. All right. 
Yeah. Beautiful. I was just uh, I'm going to add on to that, homie. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, a lot of imitators, very few. Um, hmm. Virtually zero duplicators <laughs> is I what like Southern Vanguard is. Yes, sir. So, yeah. Six years strong. We're in the mid, we're the the top of our sixth year right now, right? Yeah. Uh, 200 and let's see, this week will be what? Episode 281? 281, man. Uh, the Mix Show and some yeah. 200... 30 or 40 some odd interviews that we're way past 500 pieces of content on this thing y'all so definitely um you know catch up if you're behind uh all right so let's let's get into this thing man this gentleman here um i have to admit and meeks i i would i would assume you you're probably in the same boat as me uh i recently became familiar with this gentleman because we played uh a joint off his 2020 ep Black conspiracist. Did I say that right? Conspiracist. I did, right? Yeah, I think I said that right. <laughs> uh, and uh, I was a little upset when I went back and did the history and just like did not. I, I think I'd heard the name. And actually, frankly, I got a, I was a little confused with a cat named Passport Gift, I believe. So anyway, mm-hmm. I got I, I got him a little mixed up. But after we played the joint, I was like, this dude's on some shit. We kept playing joints on the show. And then uh, I believe uh, top of this month, end of January, he dropped a brand new album, Travel Band. It's incredible. We've been playing that on the show. And uh, I was just like, I, you know, when we, you know, when we had that, uh, you know, when we, we we find someone, Meeks, and we're like, we, we know this person has something and we're, we're, we feel like we're a little early, you know, to the party. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as just help, you know, the goal of the show here is just to put folks on their new music. And uh, I don't know, Absolutely. man, I think this guy has it. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, all the way it is. from Brooklyn, the one and only Passport Rav. No what doubt. Up? What it sound like? Big Rav. <laughs> Rav, what up? How's that sushi, homie? It's pretty good. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> late, late night snack. All what right. kind of rolls you got over there? Got some uh, volcano rolls, right. spice, little spice with the sauce on it. Yeah, right. um, some shrimp tempura. Oh yeah, you got the combination of that crispy mixed with the you know with the sushi goodness. You feel no me? doubt. Love food, <laughs> real G shit. Yeah. <laughs> so Rav, thanks for hanging out with us tonight, man. Um, you know, like I said, I we're just kind of becoming familiar with you, frankly. Like when I went back and kind of did the history and. You've been doing this for a number of years, um, yeah. But uh, I can't even remember how I ran across your music. But um, I believe Black Conspiracies was the first thing that I kind of like latched onto. But uh, why don't you bring us up to speed with, uh, I guess, what the latest is, which is the new LP Travel Band. Maybe we can work backwards and get a little history on you and you know how you got here. Yeah, for sure. So um, I've been in Bushwick for about six years from from Jersey. And, uh, you know, just my goal was to move to New York, link with New York uh, musicians. And um, Oh, real quick, what part of Jersey? Montclair, Essex County. Montclair. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, man, all over Essex County. But yeah, so, you know, it's funny because the reason I mention that is because, like, so Lex with the records at the time, he's from like Milwaukee or something, but he, he, he's been in Brooklyn for a minute. And like, I feel like the dude who was trying to put me onto him crisis, shout out to crisis. If he's listening, but like, I feel like he was trying to put me onto him maybe 
a couple years before like it actually went down and i don't know why it didn't happen you know it's like they had their studio and like lex been doing his thing and like they call him lex with the records i guess because like he provided provided a lot of producers with samples like he's that dude oh really like, okay like he's that dude when it comes to like the samples and like you know co-production and stuff like that so when you um, say crisis you mean from justice league like ninth nah, and all that, that. Different crisis. Yeah, no, not the, not, yeah. Okay. Um, so he's Lex's homie, and it's like he been telling me, you know, like, you, you and my man Lex, blah, blah. I'm just like, yeah, when the time is right, when the time is right. And, uh, you know, before, when the time was right, you know, um, 2020, we started working on Travel Band. And, uh, yeah, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty, it was pretty dope experience, you know, just working with him. He's real uh, talented, um, Mexican kid, super talented, uh, lover of music and just wants to get shit done. You know, it's just like, he just, he, you know, there's no ego, you know, just wants to get it done. So it was, it was a good experience to work with him, man. He did all the beats on Travel Band. Is this the first time you've kind of dug in with one producer like this, uh, Rav, or? No, I like to collaborate because, you know, I make beats too. um, I was just about to say, you're an MC producer, right? I just, I love music, man. I really do a little bit of everything. But, um, uh yeah uh so i like working with other producers because i kind of get sick of my own beats you know like i like you know i i make production that i love for sure you know but like for me to actually like write to it you know uh sometimes i just like getting beats from other producers that i find dope and then it's like it's a spark it's just when that spark happens when i hear it I just go off, you know, and it just happens as opposed to me making a beat and, you know, whatever. And like, you know, taking the time to mix it and sequence right. it and all of that, you know, I'm, I'm tired of it by the time, you know? So yeah, I love working with other producers. Um, I worked with Chad Kaida, uh, on a full length project. Um, Black Conspiracies, actually, yeah, I worked with Track Kaida twice. So Black Conspiracies is uh, mostly produced by uh, Track Kaida. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, I think they did all the beats, actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, before that, Dual Citizenship was produced by OMZ, mostly mostly OMZ, whatever yeah. young dude out of uh, out of New York right now. But um, yeah, no, nah, definitely like collaborating with uh, producers that that give me that shit, man. Just give me, give me that, you know, like that. It's just, I don't even know how to explain it. Cause a lot of producers hit me up like, Oh, I want to send you beats and this, that, and the other and producers send me beats, but it's just, it, it I don't know. I got a spark. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Rav, uh, production wise, what's your weapon of choice? So I, I started with machine, been on machine for a while, but now I done uh, veered over into Ableton and, um, and yeah, getting into that Ableton world. Okay. You were making so beats or so rhyming good, first. Right? Oh, my bad. My bad, Meeks. Go ahead. Nah, I was just saying so far so good with the Ableton, right? Yeah, but Ableton's beautiful, man. It's funny too. It's another thing. Maybe I'm just stubborn. Maybe it's the Capricorn in me. People be trying to put me on the stuff and I'm just like, I don't I don't I'm not the one that always jumps in right away. You know, it's just like if everybody's doing something, you know, everybody's wearing one sneaker or doing something I'm you like, or everybody's jumping on the social media, I'm usually like kind of slow to get yeah. on board. I just I don't know why. It's just how yeah. I so my homie been telling me about Ableton probably like eight years ago. He'd been telling me like, yo, Ableton's the best and you know and i'm like yeah i'm just stuck on machine though <laughs> you know just stuck yeah. on machine yeah yeah you know yeah i done i done made the investment and got into ableton bought a bunch of plugins recently and it's um yeah no it's definitely my dog choice right now the hip-hop scene was late to ableton too like yeah you know I, like dan you know that all the dance and electronic music guys have been on ableton you know for 
you know, a long time. But I think it was um I think it was Ski Beats who like put everybody over the top on Ableton. I think that's when like hip hop folks like started look started looking at it. Yeah. And uh I mean this has been some years ago now, but No, nah, it's funny. I went to uh I went to his seminar at Sam Ash on forty second or forty third street in, in Midtown. He had a seminar pr- uh promoting machine in Ableton. And that was some, that was probably around that time. Oh yeah, okay. So, like I saw his work, like how he like he would start machine and 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 go into uh, Ableton and use both or whatever, but I just I was like, man, I'm I'm good with machine. I'm just going, yeah. you know. And it's funny because like um, my other homie who was telling me about machine, um, I was using Reason before that, and he was just like, uh-huh. you gotta get on machine. And I got on machine, and the second beat I made on machine was the beat that uh, I collaborate I collaborated with Black Thought like in 2014. Oh, really? Second beat that I made on machine, Black Thought rapped to it. So I'm just like, wow, oh, you're like I'm not moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. that's enough to stay put right there. Yeah, yeah man. What joint Brad, was that, Raph? These, uh, Huh? What joint was that? It's called Achievements. So I used to go by Rav P. For yeah. Like, the real, like real fans that remember this one since day one, they know me as Rav, Rav P. Yeah. And I used to P for that passport a lot. You know, that's how I got from like Rav P to passport. I kind of rebranded myself and okay. kind of hit the reset button. Um, I don't know, maybe three years ago now or so. Okay. And, yeah, so um, it's called Achievements with Black Thought. It, it never made it off of like SoundCloud. You know what I mean? It was just like a some promo collab. He just kind of hopped on and, you know, and, and just gave us that verse. I actually like got to kick it with him and everything. So that was like, oh, that was really? like the most inspiring, inspiring moment for me in 2014. You feel me? <laughs> like, Hell yeah. Uh, Damn, that's dope. So it never yeah. made it off sound. You can't hear it on streaming platforms or anything. It's just strictly on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yeah, it wasn't something like he. I, I don't know. I guess it's something like with the label that it wasn't like officially approved as a collab. You know, it's just uh, I don't okay. you know, kind of just hopped on a track for us. Gotcha. And it's technically not my track. Like I produced it and I'm rapping on it, but it's technically this uh, this dude Arenze. Arenze is cool with Black Thought, and that's basically how that uh, happened when I was in Jersey. Okay. Um, yeah. All right, yeah, but dope. still a dope track. Literally, the second beat I made on machine. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. some shit? You're like, yeah, I'm not like, moving oh. off this motherfucker, man. Shit. <laughs> yeah. you know, it just feels like it reminds me of NPC. You know, like yeah. I've been doing this all my life, man. Like all my life since I was yeah. a kid. Like yeah. you know, I started with the NPC and like having the drum pads. Like, that's where. Yeah. So it feels. Yeah, like. and Ableton's a real flip from that mentality too. Going from yeah. an NPC to Ableton is a lot different. Yeah. Yeah, for real. I mean, I play too. You know, I like to like play. Oh, okay. I would like sample and play along with samples. So I feel like lately I'm I'm trying to create my own samples. Mm-hmm. So that's really what I use okay. it for. Yeah, like just kind of creating samples. Gotcha. You're talking about keys or uh, other instruments as well. Um, yeah, I just kind of interpolate shit on the um, on the keyboard, yo. Like, I okay. Have- bunch of vsts uh, i have guitars here too but i'm just not nice like the guitar <laughs> okay <laughs> I, like, I one day though right one day like i could hit a couple little licks or whatever on the guitar yeah. like you know but i'll just i'll just get realistic sound of vsts and like create whole compositions you know like and that's like that's my next like hmm. passion right now <laughs> no get these get these sync deals you know what i mean gotcha yeah, right gotcha yeah. So you were rhyming first or on beats first, uh, Rav, or? 
You know, technically, I mean, my aunt bought me a Casio keyboard when I was like seven years old. So I'd probably say it was probably Beats First. I wasn't even thinking about rap before. Like, I got okay. into it. You know, like, I've just been a lover of music. And then, like, I fell in love with hip hop in like 97. And then from 97, it was just like, I wrote, like, I wrote my eight, I wrote an easy rap, you know what I mean? Word for word. And then it was like, from there, it was just like, yeah, this, I want to do it all, you know? And um, honestly, like, uh, I want to say probably like when Kanye first came out, that's what like pushed me to be like, yo, I could, I could really make beats and rap at the same time. You know, like there's no limitation, Hmm. you know, I feel like thinking like that probably limited me in in a lot of ways in my early in my career where it's just like, I would limit myself into thinking that I can only do this. Like, you know, if I'm not, uh, if I'm not on some gun bus and goon shit, like I can't rap. You know, and, and and you can't be a rapper and a producer. And then it's just like, well, that happened, you know, and then yeah. you find out like, there are a lot of rapping producers out here. And I didn't even know about Lars Professor, you know, like I didn't learn about him until like later in life, you know, so it's like I didn't know. Yeah. So I, could do this. I feel like the Kanye, um, I guess his entire movement early on really kind of flipped the switch on a lot of things like hip hop wise, as far yeah. as it branching out and going in a lot of different directions. I mean, especially when he kind of do it, started doing some different things production wise, but I mean, I feel like he inspired a number of folks like that. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. To, you know, people can say whatever they want about Kanye, but for real, like Kanye sparked the, the lane for Kendrick, for J Cole, for every, for, for Joey Badass, for every, for every rap boom back, you know, quote unquote boom back rapper during that era that want to just be nice and just talk about their life and don't got to make up some fake drugs, drug deal stories, you know, and like, oh, yeah, just want to talk about yours, your life and just make dope music like Kanye started that. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that motherfucker's on some other shit now, but... Like, shit. <laughs> you know, like, I'm the black conspiracist, man. Motherfucker might be cloned. <laughs> yeah, right. What's <laughs> Word. Yeah, man. Meeks, you remember that time we went to... Uh, we were at Center Stage in Atlanta? Like, oh, yeah. Right when yeah, over... Caught, uh, yeah, right when that shit... All right that shit when Overnight off. Celebrity started rap. Me and Meeks went to this man. fucking Kanye show. Man, there was nothing to it. Kanye, John Legend behind him on a fucking keyboard. (laughs) Yo, I mean, John Legend was, yo, John Legend like passed me in line. Like he went outside to smoke and like walked back in. I I will never forget it. And then, (laughs) dude, I mean, when that fucking, um, when that overnight celebrity dropped, I mean, this is right when it was like explosion point, you know, like I, I get chills just thinking about it right now. And me and Meeks looked at one another. We were like, Oh, this motherfucker is out of here. Yeah. Crazy. Plain Pat Crazy. was plain. Pat was like running the fucking, uh, the fucking three sixty joint on a fucking, you know, the old, the white lunchroom, like take, like, uh, the fold up tables and shit that you use like at family picnics and shit. Like that's what was said. It was literally Kanye, John yeah, Legend on this. There was nothing to it. Yo, this wobbly ass fucking keyboard uh, stand and his keyboard. And I mean, and he was drinking Hennessy on stage, <laughs> like out the bottle, like yeah, straight out of Chicago, Kanye. Like Yo. that sounds like a hundred years ago, probably <laughs> right now compared to the way he it is really now. does. Yeah. So, Hell yeah. Anyway, sorry, I never sorry. quite heard that put that way, though, that, that, that Kanye sparked. 
all those situations. Um, yeah, I never, I never really thought of it that way. That's something to think about, though. Just, just you wanting to rap about your life. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, you know, I, I wanted to be a rapper. You know, I, I had dreams of it when, like, you know, when, when Get Rich or Die Trying was the biggest album in the world, and uh, mm. you know, the gang during the gangster era, where it was just like. It, I don't know. It was just kind of like, get the fuck out of here. If you're not on that, tell you know, if it wasn't yeah. hardcore rap. And mm-hmm. yeah, the way I see it, like, Lupe, everyone that followed after that, that, right. wasn't, that wasn't on that, you know, like, right. it's like on some good Kid Mad City shit. And it's like, I appreciate that because I kind of like, that's kind of what I resonate with. You know, like I grew up mm-hmm. in County and like, I've lived in the hood of, you know, my parents are immigrants. I know what poverty is and, you know, but I was, I was, I felt that good kid, mad city energy, you know, before that album, I'm just like, man, like I resonated. Yeah. It's like, right. Cause I didn't want to like, I, I like, I, you know what I mean? Like I didn't, I didn't want to go down that route. You know, it's just like, well, I mean, you, you really, you really couldn't. And I'm in the same boat. I mean, as, as, as I've done music over the years and things like that, I definitely try to stay away from um things that, aren't relatable to me. You know what I'm saying? But this was, this was definitely a time, you know, before, before yay, you know, made it popular or whatever. But I mean, any, any, I mean, forward thinking individual that that's pursuing rap or music in general, you you really don't want to do what everybody else is doing. You know what I mean? It's just like, and to take it a step further, if that's not your life and, and, and you can't really relate to that lifestyle, it's a thin line um between doing that and being successful and then you look up and somebody you went to grade school is like man you ain't that <laughs> you wasn't that dude man like <laughs> like what are you doing you know what I'm saying get called out on your shit you know like you, you live with yourself <laughs> right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yourself exactly. and you know I just I can't I just I never was like that I can't like I can't. I don't know if it's some astrology shit. Like I'm a Capricorn, you know. I don't know if it's just like I, so you don't I, follow I, the wave anyway, so you weren't gonna do it no way. Yeah, I just I just can't be fake. I just don't, it just makes me cringe. Yeah. It just makes me cringe if I'm not talking about like things that I really relate to, or even you know, just like living the light, living my truth is really like what I'm about. You know that's I mean? that's special, man, for sure. Mm. Yeah, hey, Rav, tell me, um, tell me about these couple of. I, what I consider some big features, um, Boldy James and Chris Crack on the project. How yeah. those come about? So Chris, um, I met Chris Crack at a Fool's Goal event. I want to say maybe a year before the pandemic or maybe two years, probably two years before the pandemic. He performed in Brooklyn. And that was the same day I met, I met Rome Streets and Chris Crack like the same day. And uh, it was just a dope event, man. It was just dope energy and... Uh, actually met wavy the god that day too and um but um who's who i'm working with on my next project now oh but, all right yeah we just had wavy and eddie on the eddie Kane on the show a couple weeks ago actually we're big fans yeah man like that's the homie i'm definitely yeah. building these good people's so, so like i met i met all of them that day because i saw chris performing it's just like man he's a real mc like he really goes in with the performance and holds the crowd down and like has a billion songs and 
and he was just a real dude, you know, like, it just like, you know, just said what's up to him and we just got stayed in touch. And, uh, you know, we, fuck, you know, we fuck with each other. I actually produced, um, I produced a track on his, uh, Good Cops Don't Exist album. Oh, yeah. Track on there. Yeah. And uh, I think I saw, I saw Tron Wizard just uh, distributed the vinyls for that. So, you know, like I got yeah. production on there and, you know, he threw me a couple verses and that was that, man. And as far as Boldy, Lex, like, kind of just, uh, reached out to his peoples and just made that happen. Like, you know, got us a good, you know, good situation with that. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm proud of it, man. I'm really proud of this project. It's like my baby right now, you know, I'm still trying to push it, still shooting videos, but, uh, yeah. What was your goal with this project, Rav, you know, compared to, I don't know what else you did in 2020. You had a really busy 2020. I think you did. Yeah, trying to keep up with all these other. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, right. This are like go, like going in. You know, like I, I, I definitely believe in quality. Like I'm not. If I could do quality and quantity, I'm gonna do that. But right. It got to be quality. Yeah. So yeah. Quality first. EPs. Yeah, for sure. Got to be. Yeah. That comes, it comes through in the music, hard. Rav. I mean, like we 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 preach that a lot here on the show. Um, you know, is that. You know, not not only do you know you need just you know good songs and good production, but it needs to sound good. I mean, there's a there's a lot that goes into making something that can actually make an impact. You know, you just you just can't just throw up. You know, yeah. every month. You know, and, and some people do that, and that's fine. But to to make a lasting impact, man, you've got to really spend some time on the craft and you know yeah, make something that last. For me, um, I just had a lot to say. Like, especially, like, the pandemic inspired all the projects in 2020. You know, it's all inspired by, like, I started dual, dual citizenship. Um, I was actually in London when the pandemic began and filming the video for Outer Riches and Her Poverty, you know what I mean, from, on dual citizenship in 2020. Mm. I'm so, the years are so blurry right now, bro. Like, I've, I've man, like, the years right now, like, I keep confusing the, like, the last three years is crazy. Like, you Put know, in that much work, huh? Well, it's not even just the work. I'm talking about this whole pandemic situation. Oh, well, yeah, that, that's got so everybody. Blurry, like, I, I'll be yeah. forgetting it's 2021 right now. You feel me? Yeah. Like, whenever that happened, and it's just like, basically, everything that's been going on just inspired me to get my art out. I knew I had stuff to say, and I knew that, like, what the way I think is going to resonate. And, you know, I'm going to have something different to talk about that a lot of people ain't talking about because I'm not sheep. You know, I don't follow mainstream you know, I don't trust the government. I don't trust like, you know, these corporations. And I talk about it. And it's just like, I, you know, I sprinkle it in. I'm not all like, you know, on some conspiracy rap. But at the end of the day, like it's it's on my heart. So I'm going to sprinkle it in there, you know, one way or another. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's really was the goal for Travel Ban. It was just like Travel Ban is influenced from the fact that like I love to travel and they're, they're making it hard. And they're, it sounds like they're going to make it even harder. Uh, and traveling is like, you know, my, my therapy. It's It also inspires me to make music. So, and my whole name, Passport, like, you know, like I use my passport. <laughs> you know, like those shots at anybody else or whatever who uses passport. But like I use my passport. <laughs> like I got the name from traveling to many countries, doing things that a lot of people in my neighborhood wasn't doing. And uh, yeah. that's my inspiration to create. I write my music when I'm on the plane, when I'm in the airport. Like that's when I write Word. music. So it's like the fact that like they stopped us from traveling and like I was in London when they started the travel ban and I was I was shook. Like the last two days I was out there, I thought I wasn't going to be able to get back home. And I heard about like DJ MoMA 
you know, everyday people DJ. He got stuck in South Africa, like, during the whole pandemic, like, stuck in a hotel out there during the whole joint. So I'm like, I'm not trying to let that happen to me. So I was like, shook out there in London, like, it ruined my trip. And I'm just like, shit, am I going to be able to get back through the border? And like, you know, uh, so that kind of just like sparked the energy for, for travel, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're just uh, doing, uh, I guess, digital for this release right now, Rev. You got physicals coming for this thing? Or are yeah, they out already? Or together, definitely getting it together. You know, I'm a kind of a one man like uh, army. I mean, I do have help now. I'd have distribution now helping me with like uh, digital distribution. Oh, good. So you know, I have uh, some folks helping me with that, and it's great. I'm thankful, but it's still like I still got to just do a lot, you know. So like. Getting the CDs together. I'm 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 thinking about I'm getting tapes together actually. It's gonna be my first tape. I might like do a cassette tape run. I've never oh, done dope. one before. Okay. So yeah, definitely CDs because I have like I definitely have like like 15 fans that only buy my CD. You know, so like I know I owe them a CD. You know what right. I mean? Like I, <laughs> gotta give it to them. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, I'm um, shout out to y'all, you know, those those folks that like really want to buy things off of me and really get one of the physicals. Um, and yeah, that's definitely coming up. So Rav, have you seen, um, I guess, uh, I guess this past year, just in 2020, have you seen more, um, I guess an, an awareness of your art or just your, I hate saying brand, but just of your music. I, I don't know, man. It seems like, seems like around the time that, um, you know, we, we started playing your music and maybe it's just coincidence because, you know, now you're aware. So now you see things. Um, but do you feel like 2020 was kind of pivotal, you pivotal for you from an awareness standpoint or? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. You know, like I, uh, it's funny, like today I put out, I re-released my first ever mixtape from 2011 mm-hmm. when I first like really took rap serious 10 years ago. And, uh, I never really made any real money from music until 2019, you know, and like really like never, I I mean, you know, people, the real ones know, you know, the real ones that, that paid, you know, that caught, caught, uh, caught the glimpse at some point, they know what it is, like the work that I put in before, but like, yeah, no, nah, I really didn't start getting, uh, some sort of like I uh, some sort of respect on my name, you know, like some sort of respect on my name until these last couple of years. And that that message right there is also for any artist that's listening. Cause I promise you, like I've been doing this shit all my life and uh I really didn't get that that any type of recognition until 2019. Um meeting L Cool J and him putting me on serious. Yeah, I was gonna ask about that. Let's talk about that when you I mean finish up what you're saying, but I I, I saw that in the notes. That looked very interesting. Yeah, it just kind of went from that to just like get starting getting some, you know, some some radio, some radio income from 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 the uh, from the singles I had on the radio and uh, and just more respect. And and I truly believe there's like this little Wayne interview where he's like, you know, this industry is you get in, you get what you put in, what you put in is what you get, you know, and it's just like put in the work, the work speed, you know. You feed to feed the whatever little crowd you have, you feed them and you keep building. It's just like it it does, it does happen. You know, you start getting some um some sort of attention. But uh yeah, no, it's dope, man. It's beautiful. Like it's really inspiring for me because I don't do music to get rich and to to like I don't do it for that, but 
I do want to live off of my music and I do want to make a living from it. You know, I, that's not the only reason I really do it um, for myself and like for my spirit and like what, you know, it's like really, I am an artist You know, I'm not like a wannabe. So yeah, it's, it's like, a calling. So yeah, it, it is. It's my calling, yeah. but I, 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 I'm not trying to be starving and broke out here either. You feel for me? Sure, so it's yeah. like, got to make it a business, you know? And it's like, I've been full-time musician for the last year. And ah. yeah, man. Uh, Rav, let me ask you this. I hear people talk about that a lot. Uh, when you when you think in those terms and when you, um, and as you push for that, living off of your music and thing like that, do you have a number annually in mind or? My um, thing, you know, if I'm If I'm making a salary, that I was making when I had the desk job. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. if I'm making that, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Like, I'll survive. Like, I'd rather I'd rather make $10,000 less than my salary doing music than, like, going to work for somebody else 40 hours a week, you know? Gotcha. Um, you know, so, and it's slowly happening. You know, 20, okay. it was the first real successful year for Passport Rev, you know, like, on paper, tax, you know, paying taxes, all of that. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And um, slowly happening, slowly happening. Like for me, you understand, you I come from like an immigrant Jamaican background, like where okay. we worked. I, I done had every single type of job. Like you work and it's like, ain't none of that crying hungry, you know, crying broke shit. You work for what right. it is. And it's just like, even though I'm an artist, there's still, I'm still, that's still in me where it's like, there's still this voice that's like, oh, that's not, it's not realistic. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not making TikTok dance you know, music. I'm not making music. <laughs> it's not realistic to like make a living from the type of music I make. There's still that voice there all the time, but I, I overpower. You know, I just it's a it's a fight that I deal with. And you okay. know, like nah, dude, like I can make a living from my fucking music. Word. So, uh, Rav, tell us a little bit more about the LL situation, if you don't mind. Just the, yeah, the back that's going that's going to help you. That a cosign from LL will help you <laughs> reach that goal too. Yeah, man. You know, it's a uh, it's a weird kind of pressure too, right? You know, like remember that tower? It's just like you know, don't meth bleak me. Don't don't like <laughs> you know I mean? like it's that kind of pressure on the low, where it's like a yeah. legend co-signed me, like a couple. Oh no, that dude comfortable. <laughs> well, well, he's comfortable now, but you know, like when meth bleak was like an artist, and like during that time where it was like you know, now he's like you know. Now he's a CEO, you know, running labels. But during that time, it was like, uh, you know, Jay-Z put that pressure and co-signed him. And it was just like, it's just like that. I remember that. I never forget that moment in hip hop where it's just like, you know, you because us artists, we want that co-sign. We want somebody big to like big us up. But then when that happens, are you going to deliver? Are you going to follow right. up with some classic music? Well, that's what I'm saying. That that to me, to this day, that Memphis Bleak situation is the antithesis of Mr. Drummond picking up Arnold and Willis, you know what I'm saying? Taking them in and whatnot. That's a different strokes reference. I'm, I'm an old motherfucker, man. He probably, <laughs> I mean, but that, that, that's, that's what that was for me. And that, when I say he's a cop, like even, even though his music never like got to where it was so supposed to be, I think he was one of the most comfortable artists in the game just because of who brought him in. You know what oh, I mean? It was Yeah, I'm sure if yeah, I he, for sure. Yeah. His his struggles were were minimal, I'm sure. But when you got something to prove, man, when you got something to prove Exactly. It's different. If it's really in your heart that you really want to prove yourself as an artist, I don't think money 
is going to solve that. It's just when you and it, it helps. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, and mm-hmm. I want to be comfortable. I want I, you know, I definitely want that. But I know that like we still live with our our. So you hear rich people often themselves. You feel me? Like you hear rich people. <laughs> oh yeah. You hear these rich people yeah. That they they got the money. They obviously yeah. got the money. It's something else. It's something else that they couldn't do. Where it's like oh, absolutely I'm just not happy. They're not satisfied. Your right? man from Zappos, right? Your man from Zappos, like went off the went off the deep end. You guys remember that uh, last month or end of the year? Dude, that guy went crazy. He had like did he he didn't off himself though. Yeah, but he was, he just like went into like some weird, like, um, what was it? Uh, like he stepped down and he stepped down, right? Yeah, he stepped down, but like he had a fascination with fire and he was, um, what I heard is he was, um, he was really curious about like how far he could push himself to actually die. He was asphyxiating himself and like doing all kinds of, I mean, this guy had like, you know. Yeah, money have you on that type of bullshit too. Crazy. You know, you experience everything so fast, or just you know, if you um you don't had all the vagina in the world, you don't eat each meal, all the best meals, you don't you don't been to every the best hotels, you know, you had everything, bro. What's you done ran out of shit to do? Let's set some shit on fire, man. Let's <laughs> let me see well, how long I can hang my. <laughs> Let me see how long I hang myself without dying. <laughs> well, if you've had the best vagina in the world, that's what drove you crazy in the first place. You had too much of it. <laughs> too much of anything. Oh, exactly. Shit. Everything in moderation, man. Everything. For sure, man. I truly believe that, bro. That's how you say satisfied just life. And, and yeah. No so, doubt. So, Rav, sp- speaking to your, uh, I guess, you know, uh, Jamaican heritage and, um, you know, the family and your background, um, what does your family think about where you're at right now as um, far as music goes and your success or uh, it's weird. My family situation's weird, man. Like they they're somewhat proud, I guess, you know, like they're somewhat proud. Mm-hmm. But I'm not very close with I'm I can't, you know, it's it's not really a close knit relationship with them. So it's Okay. Like, All right. It's, but I know they're proud. You know, I know they're proud and know that like Sure. I'm not, I'm not super rich yet, but shit, they they've seen the growth, you know. For sure. Yeah, that's or, always uh that that's always tricky to manage, especially if I I don't know. I I think I think regardless of background, like for 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 someone to I mean, I have four kids, right, right from age 4 to 15. Mm. And if one of them told me like they wanted to make a living being a musician, I'd probably like, I'd probably blow my top. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just because like, I'm just worried. Cause I just know how, how difficult it is. Right. And I know like I wasn't completely, I, I was never at a point with music where you are right now, where you're actually living off it, but I was working towards that. And so was Meeks. And I know like uh, the, the mental tenacity that that takes, you know, yeah. to do that. I mean, still, yeah. still be creative and still be able to produce and do all the business stuff. Like it, it's not easy. So, yeah, uh, you gotta we, be able to for sure. And I think most. I mean, I worked like I literally had nine to fives. It's just for me. I always had nine to fives that allowed me to live my life. You know, it's just like I just made sure I had easygoing jobs. I'm in a like I'm into the video production world. It was still production, but it was just like corporate production type. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, and it would allow me to still, 
you know, I travel. That's the thing, man. It's just how you work the system. You could be a musician and yeah, I kind of felt like I was set up that same way job wise. You know what I mean? Um, the flexibility was there. Um, but, but definitely you don't want to kill your, your income trying to, you know, do some rap shit. So you got to kind of, it's, it's a thin line once again. Um, At the end of the day, you got to really want it. You know, there were, there were yeah. times where like I was living in Jersey and like I'd be working in Manhattan, have to go to Jersey, go change and come back to Manhattan, go to an event, network, talk to people, shake hands, exchange info, go back to Jersey at like catch the last train, get maybe three hours of sleep and then go back to Manhattan to go to work. Cause it's like, I still need bread. I still got to eat. And right. Because is is it's atrocious. It's, it's super hard to make any type of money in music. So it's like, mm-hmm. hey, you gotta really want it and and have no excuse for it. You know, I'm right. Know, I'm not the type. I can't. I can't be broke. I just can't, man. I've I've been broke so many years of my life. You know, growing up, it's just like I have to have income. I yeah. Believe in multiple. Been there, done that. Like let's yeah. let's let's get beyond that. Let's move beyond that. So, yeah, I think I think in our situation, it, uh, the 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 mentality was there, the drive was there, um, but you know, as you look around and you you see so and so getting a look, uh, so and so getting a cosign, I think that was ultimately what kind of uh, didn't come our way, uh, and it makes it that much hard. I don't know. Did we gloss over the LL thing? Like, how did that all come all right. about? Yeah, we did. All right. So what happened was. I went to an art event. So the whole point of me moving to New York is for shit like this. It's just like, I want to be in New York. I want to be in the places where I could just run into people because I know I'm talented. So I go to an art event randomly, random art event during the week where it's like, you know, so uh, he was just, he was the tallest person in the room, like literally like, and what's crazy is it's also some weird universe stuff. We have the same government name. So that right there was like, there's no way I'm going to be in a room with another Todd Smith and not be like, bro, like you're a legend. We have the same government name, like, you know, and it's just like, and people used to say that to me, like, you know, as a kid, like, oh, you got LO's name or whatever. (laughs) Um, Yeah, man, Mr. Smith drop. You're like, yeah, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, so it it really went from. There was a lot of people in the room wanting pictures and this, that, and the other. I just, I was just like, yo, I just want to build. I just want to pick your brain, you know, just like, you know, what, see what you think about hip hop and like where it's going and just like talking to him, just talking to him about business and music and, and the industry. And before you know, it was just like, it was a 30 minute conversation. And then from there, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, from there, it's just, you know, he liked me as a person. And then at that point, it's just like, okay, I told him like, yo, I do music too. You know, I brought that up, like, at the end of the conversation, actually. And he's just like, all right, give me a gram and blah, blah, blah. And, like, he actually listened to the music. And oh. I, was, uh, I sent him, I sent him, I forget what project I was working on, but I sent him that. He didn't really respond. And then I sent him Malcolm on Twitter. And when I sent him Malcolm on Twitter, he's like, yo, this is fire, blah, blah, blah. And it's funny because, like, uh, I was just like, all right, man, just, like, repost it for me. Like, you got a couple million followers, like, repost it for me. He's like, nah, I'm gonna play it on the radio. And stupid me, even better. Stupid me at the time, like stubborn artist, like mode. Like, I just want you to repost it on this. Like, you gonna play it on the radio? That's cool. But you know, in my head, I, I don't know. I was on so I, I, 
I don't know. It's just on some realism thing. Like, all right, if you play it a couple of times, that's love. Like if you play it once or twice, you know, like some DJs do, you know, once or twice on the radio. Yeah, but you know it. what? You know what that that Instagram repost, I I, I follow you on that. Yeah, that uh, could that no, could be life changing. It could be, right? But like <laughs> right. what he did was life changing because he didn't just play the song twice. Like he has my music in rotation. So that's the nice. Thing. That's nice. The thing. It's just like in between like playing it once or twice, you know, to show me love and play it at like midnight or something. But like, you know, like he's put several of my music in, in rotation on Rock the Bells. So it's like, it was dope. I didn't know at the time. I'm just like, all right, this is cool. You know, it's like, it's like an old school station. I'm like, this is cool. You know, my 45 year old uh, demographic numbers that went up. You feel me? Yeah, right. <laughs> Is what it is. It's all love. It's all love. And, and I gotta, I gotta think. L knew what he was doing, man. Because you know his his two million followers, man. One point nine million of them is is thirsty broads. You wouldn't, you wouldn't gonna get a whole lot of looks from that, man. Uh, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, the artist's ego, man. That's the battle right there. I got you for sure. Yes, the artist is just like, oh, I just, you know, I want you to do this. And they're like, well, I'll do this for you. And it's just like, don't get me wrong. I didn't respond with any like dumb shit. Like, I'm just like, thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. But in sure. my head, it was like, oh man, like I still want that replay. Like, I still want Yeah, that. I'm yeah. I'm glad you did, man. Cause I think I know a handful of cats who man play radio, man. Get the fuck out of here. That radio shit. Repost my shit. <laughs> you, gotta, you just gotta play it for what it is, man. And understand yeah. your ego is there, it's tapping you. And even though your ego is present and it's tapping you like, oh man, niggas trying to play me and blah, blah, blah. But it's just like yeah. just relax. Yeah. And be yeah. thankful that a legend even wants to play me. Exactly. Be thankful exactly. that he took the time to listen to my music. There's yeah. a bunch of people trying to send him music. It's just be thankful huge. you got 30 minutes to talk with the guy, period. Yeah, that's huge, yo. Yeah. And yeah, so no, that's a, I think Kendrick actually said that. Like, that was a gem from, from him. I never forget. He was just like, artists want to be successful, drop your ego. And mm-hmm. to success. Yep. That's a super hard thing to do. Yeah, it is. All right. Uh, <laughs> that Malcolm on Twitter was a joint, though, uh, Rav. I mean, that, that's, that's the thing, too, man. You hit him with a good one on that one, you know. Napoleon the legend all over that joint. What's that? What's the connection there, Rav? So it's that, that song is funny, too. That, so I made, I produced the song, and I had the beat just sitting there, and I had the idea. And... I've been looked up to Napoleon and we met each other years, you know, a few years ago, just in New York, doing shows, doing the circuit in New York. And uh, he came over just to like build collab one day. And just, I was just like, man, like I'm super impressed by his career and like how he's living off of music. And I'm just like, man, if I'm a collab with him, it gotta be something big and dope. It's just like, it gotta be dope. And y'all kind of have a similar story, right? I mean, like we, we interviewed Napoleon just about how he moved to New York to, you know, follow his dream and his passion. And he's been living off, you know, music as well. Yeah. I think he's been, been in New York a little longer than I have, but, uh, right. For sure. Yeah. He's just been making his rounds and just being extremely dope at rap. And I'm just like, no man, doubt. if I'm gonna put him on something, it gotta be something big and dope. I'm just like, here's this idea. And it's funny. We was talking about black politics and history, history and all of that for like two hours before we even did the record. We just straight talking and going back and forth on, you know, just knowledge and all of that. And, uh, and yeah. And then it was just like, yo, I have this idea. What if Malcolm X had Twitter? 
And he's like, that's amazing. And I'm just like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> Not for nothing like that. That's like one of my best ideas I ever had. Yo. And it's just like, universe is just like, yo, both of y'all going to be on this. Like, that is like, fucking incredible. Yo. <laughs> so Malcolm well. had Twitter. Just think of Malcolm was on Twitter the same time Trump was. That shit would be classic. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, that's my most successful song. In my Dope. Life. Yeah, so. Yeah, Rad, we already, we already made mention to the fact that you're the first on, on our platform to, to eat sushi and, and drink fine, what looks like fine red wine out of a crystal goblet. Um, <laughs> do you still- do you still consider yourself the fancest Negro in Bushwick? <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> that was my claim to fame in Bushwick, man, when I moved out here. <laughs> this, you know, the whole spin with that is just like Bushwick is definitely not the old Bushwick. It's not the it's not the, you know, two thousand and four Bushwick. This is yeah. twenty eighteen Bushwick, which is very different. Very yeah. Pride. And um, yeah, man. Uh Shit is lit. You know? It's cool to be in New York, even during the pandemic, man. It's just like, yeah, finally, finally made it. Like I've had dreams to live out here for a while. No doubt. Is there any part of Brooklyn that's still old Brooklyn Rav or no? Is it all done? Uh, there are parts of Bedstock for sure. Yeah. Brownsville. I don't know. I don't know how long Brownsville would take to gentrify East New York. Uh Flatbush for sure some parts of the heights but um i mean there's pockets everywhere there's definitely pockets sure. everywhere I'm, my yeah. dad my man definitely witnessed somebody get stabbed around the corner like like it could go down like anywhere. <laughs> it could still it could still it, get it, brooklyn it be around with their dogs and like clutching their purse still but it's you can still and you know that as they should you know don't walk yeah. around with your head in your phone you know like that yeah you can still it's get it simple simple street smart shit it's just like you know it's still brooklyn it's gentrified. no doubt Still get caught up, no doubt. Yeah, I, I'll never up. forget. Uh, uh, somebody told me a story one time. I can't remember who. You know, I can't remember who it was. Oh, I think I think it was Joe Mom's Meeks. He was telling me a story because he he lived in uh he lived in Old Fourth Ward and the studio was there. And uh, I went over. Oh uh, yeah, I remember that spot. Yeah, I remember that spot. Yeah, Nat, Nappy yeah. recorded over there all the time. Anyway, yeah. I, I went over there and we were just hanging out one night. And uh, like, what's going on, man? He's like, ah, oh, you know, not much. He's like, you know, he's like, this neighborhood's a trip. He's like, you know, oh. you see, you see all this, you see all this fucking fancy shit going up. This is like five or six years ago, seven years ago, right? Dude, and right across the street, <laughs> right across, right across the street is some some real raw, you know, original Atlanta rugged shit going on. He's exactly. like, exactly. He's like, he's like, yeah, these, these fucking like these fucking white yuppies are sitting there with their fucking brand new MacBook Pro, and somebody just walks up while they're drinking their coffee and snatches that shit off the table and takes off with it. <laughs> Like, like, he saw, he saw forget, that happen. Don't, don't ever forget where you are. Don't get caught up that you, you know, you walk around barefoot on wood floors and yep. your shit is, your shit is all nice and you got your dog and yeah, it's a starship <laughs> right here, but it's a, it's a regular corner store right up the block. Who you think hanging out over there? <laughs> like, where you moving to? Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, like, why you think that shit across the street is boarded up, but people still hang out over there? <laughs> Hello, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Come on, man. That's the craziest shit in Atlanta right now because that shit's big here. Um, I seen some one to three million dollar um, high rises going up on Boulevard. But right across the street from that is Boulevard. Old Boulevard. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't you don't fuck around over there, man. So I just I just wonder how many people done got knocked in the head. Ain't we're not gonna hear those numbers, you know what I'm saying, for obvious reasons, but but I'm glad to know there's some there's still some pockets in Brooklyn. I I love Brooklyn when I whenever I had a chance yeah, to be man. out there, man. Yeah. Actually, man. the first time I went to Brooklyn is because we got on the wrong train and um stepped off the train. Um I think we was in the area right where the Barclays is right now. I just felt like I was on another planet. I was just like, oh, shit, this is where we need to be. I was like, this is the spot. It's a planet. And we had, me and Melo had a good time over there, man. And, you know, and that's what I appreciate about it. I just like the balance and, like, the fact that, like, I could, I could still go on Eastern Parkway and go get me some Jamaican food and be, like, you know, in the mix and 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 go to the nice restaurant top class shit and just you know and just bounce around or if I feel like going to a bodega I want to meet a hood six dollar meal at one thirty in the morning I'll just walk right to the bodega you know it's just like word bounce yeah. no doubt that's dope man well Rav mm-hmm. um before we wrap up here tonight man anything you want to leave the people with or anything you want to get off your chest or something you want to talk about that's upcoming or the floor is yeah. yours, man. More videos, definitely more video content for the travel ban. Get that travel ban out right now on all streaming platforms featuring Chris Crack and Boldy James. It's produced by Lex with the Records. Uh, get all my music, all my music that's on streaming platforms and, and stay tuned. You know, I'm definitely delivering more dope content. All right. Beautiful. Uh, what, uh, speaking of, you, we're talking about business and whatnot. What's the best way for somebody to support you, Rav? Is it like go to Bandcamp or? Yeah, or for sure. It is, is. okay. Directly put money, you know, in my pockets, Bandcamp. Streams are cool. I don't mind it, you know, but yeah, best way. Okay. And I honestly use iTunes purchases. Okay. You have, uh, have you heard any, uh, any, uh, early tips on shows? Starting back up again, like 2022 or don't know, or, you know, like a lot of people's out here that I've been working with been doing virtual shows. And I even did a virtual festival early during the pandemic. Oh, okay. Sponsors, all of that. So that was really cool. Um, BC Co Festival, shout out to them. But um, yeah, a lot of virtual shows. I really, unless you're just doing some, you know, doing some private joint by yourself, you know, your peoples or something. Yeah, it's, it's looking crazy. Yeah. What's um what's travel looking like for you, Rav? Uh well, you know, I've been traveling, you know, like l- lately I just been domestic. Like I went, well, no, I went to Tulum. I went to Tulum like a couple months ago. Um was out in Vegas. Uh and right now, yeah, I'm just chilling. I'm just chilling right now, nothing planned, but you know, I still like to move around. Um but right now I'm just keeping it domestic. Just keeping it domestic. International gotcha. stuff is a little too extra for me. Right. Yeah. You fuck around and get stuck there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I can move around, see something different, you know, go in the woods or something. Okay. Beautiful. All right, Ravel, if you make it down, uh, make it, uh, you know, down south, make it to the A, man, holler at us. Yeah, man. For sure. Yeah, a lot of people's out there. Definitely. Okay. Okay. 
right. Beautiful. Yeah, it'd be a pleasure to meet you live and direct, yo. I appreciate y'all. All right, man. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that shit. Rattle off real quick for the people. Yeah, catch me on IG at Passport underscore Rav. That's uh, Passport underscore R-A-V. And Twitter, it's just Passport Rav. Everything, you can just look me up. Um, fuck with me. All right, beautiful. Thank you, Rav. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, yes, sir. This is good, man. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your night. Yes, sir. We'll sure. be in touch. Yes, sir. All right, my all man. Right. All right, peace. All right, Meeks. There you go, man. Yeah. Another good one. You heard it here first. Oh, yeah. That was real good. Yeah, man. Real good. Passport Rav, Travel Band, Boldy James, Chris Crack. Big up Chris mm-hmm. Crack, actually, who has a brand new album that just dropped last week, I believe. I think uh, you're right. Uh, I think it's I think it's called Delete Later. Delete Me Later. Delete It Later. <laughs> I don't know. Good old Chris Crack. Good old, good old Chris Crack. And uh, look, make, make sure you go back and check the Passport Rav discography. It's significant. Like the work he put in in 2020, uh, it's impressive, man. And he he's t- he was talking about, you know, the the time that he spends on quality and, um, you know, trying to keep up with, I guess, the amount of content that folks are putting out these days, but, you know, still making sure that it's high quality. Um, you know, that, that guy's doing it, uh, on a different level than, than a lot of folks are right now, in my opinion. Absolutely. All right, Meeks. Yeah, homie. It's the guard. Episode 281 this week. 281. Go back and check. Uh, yeah, you can go back to 281 and check some, uh, Passport Rav, uh, music, uh, from Travel Band and some, some other little Lucy's here and there and all kinds of new music. And, uh, you know, make sure you subscribe, like, share, and follow on whatever the platform it is. Even if there's a platform that you don't necessarily, you know, frequent regularly, just go hit follow or subscribe there. We'd appreciate that. Leave a review if you're on Apple Podcasts. Check in on the comments. And, uh, you know, just remember, that's Smithsonian Gray twice a week. We are the guard. Let's go home. We out. Peace. Peace, y'all.